Twin Lights Brewing was founded as a community-centric, environmentally-minded family operation which seeks to source and honor local ingredients, push the boundaries of the science of brewing, and spread the kind of joy that only comes from drinking beer crafted from the heart. With an ever-rotating selection of beers on tap, a family-friendly tap room that welcomes children of all ages as well as dogs, and a large, comfortable space to host all kinds of events, Twin Lights is designed to bring the community together in new and exciting ways. Visit Twin Lights Brewing at 4057 Asbury Avenue in Tinton Falls, New Jersey, and follow them on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on their newest releases, merchandise, and special events. Twin Lights Brewing, the official beer sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. I'm Matt. I'm Will. And we are here to talk about... Our post-Halloween right? Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, cause, yeah, because it's funny. Like, every year, you know, I mean, like, you're you're way more into horror movies than I am, right? And, like, every right, year yes. there's just a just a crop of horror movies, yes. you know, that, that come out around Halloween time, right? And, you know, for a long time it was, like, the Saw movies. And then it's, you know, but, um, like, me, like, you know, I'm... Or the Halloween movies you know, for the last right. three years. Like, the last one came out last year. Right, yeah. Like, see, that that's my bread and butter. Like, when it comes to me for horror, like, I don't really like supernatural horror. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a slasher guy. Like, I, I like slashers. I yeah. like slashers. Oh, are that means my you know bread what and butter. Also do. Did you see the trailer for Thanksgiving? No. You know that's no. the one Melissa pointed out. So there's a, okay, deep cut. Ready for this? Do you remember the movie Grindhouse? Of course I do. Okay. And remember they had like the fake, because it was like Planet Terror. Right, the fake, and, the and fake then, trailers. And the fake trailers. One of the fake trailers was Thanksgiving, and it was about a slasher set around Thanksgiving. And it just was like, whatever. But Eli Roth wanted to make a movie, so Fuck he decided to me. make it. And so it's coming out, I think, in a few, like a month You're or right. I forgot. I haven't and seen Grindhouse so, in so long. So it's a, it's a slasher movie, and they like wear a pilgrim mask. Because they did Fuck, another movie dude. based off one of the fake trailers, too. They made a full-fledged movie out of it, and I can't remember which one it was. Yes, you're right. I don't remember either, but Wow. Yeah, I, I haven't seen. Okay, so now I want to go back they, and watch yeah, Grindhouse. So, so that's, uh, yeah. dude, that's okay. I'm really excited. I mean, like slasher movies for me are like the, the, the bread and butter. Like we the Scream is one of my favorite. I mean, series of all time. Yeah, well, I was gonna say. Speaking of Scream, next next year's uh, Cannon Fire Halloween special is going to be Scream. So you'll have to join us Absolutely. for that. Fucking because we're gonna do you know all six scream movies plus the uh the tv show that came out right speaking um, of scream there's a con happening right now it's called monster mania it's like, happening it, right now yeah um oh, damn it i want to go it's in fucking pennsylvania oh fuck that um nev campbell is is there is there have you been to nj horror before yes so much fun right? they have they have some good ones yeah i love Felissa rose is always there she's uh she is uh angela and sleep waking oh, so and she's good. made a complete career being b movie horror queen and let me tell you though i've been to horror cons her line is always the longest bro there are a lot of people that have made really let, let, let me tell you for me that's the dream right because i have 
like as far as like celebrity is concerned, right? Like you know me, I have like I have no patience for like the nonsense that comes with being a modern day celebrity. Like yes. how you're always under the microscope and the PR ness, right? And it's like you got to be politically correct. And you can't like offend. You can't blah, blah, blah. I have no patience for that. However, <laughs> right, dude, the dream, the dream is being like one thing that is popular and like just popular. This doesn't even like blow the world. Just popular enough that you can make the rest of your life living off of cons. Because like some of these people like, like people still like who in the toxic Avenger. Yeah. yeah dude. Like, still make money off of it. Bro, you can make for like for the, the for some of the, the, the bigger draws, right? The people that have those lines, right? And again, I'm not even talking A list actors, just people that are like that popular in those worlds, right? They can get paid upwards of like twenty five, thirty thousand dollars per con, right? You do what a dozen cons per year that's enough to live so on like you're, actually, you're making a living so off i of actually that. have an aside this is like uh i actually have some inside info okay so as you know i did survivor and whatever so <laughs> season one the host that year was this girl leah mm-hmm. okay she had the crazy color hair right mm-hmm. so leah has like been dabbling in acting this and the third she meets damien leone who is the creator and director of the terrifier series with yep. art the clown she was in Terrifier 2 as awesome. the Clown Cafe girl and the nurse at the end. Well, the Clown Cafe song kind of took off, right? Terrifier 2 is known as one of the most craziest movies ever. Yeah. It's a three-hour-long movie. It's yeah. absolutely insane. One of the most craziest kills and gore I've ever seen in my life. And the Clown Cafe song took off, and she sung that in real life. So then I, you know, she comes back for Survivor in Season 2, and we're talking, and I'm like, what's been going on? She goes, like, I quit my job like full-time job and I do cons and I was like are you fucking kidding me and she goes yeah and they pay me more for wearing the clown cafe costume this so is what it, I'm talking so about goes, in costume I get paid more and I charge $35 for an autograph picture of my face Bro. and I said you're charging $35 to just sign your name on on your own face she goes it's absolutely fucking insane this and, is the dream and she goes and people and it's not like I get and she's like not to be cocky but like I don't it's not like I sit there with no line I have a I don't, not that I have a line 100 deep but yeah. I always have like five people at my table yeah, at all dude. times that th- uh, this this is the dream, right? And I'm like, like sitting there, like thirty five dollars. Yeah. It's seventy for two. So you sell four pictures. That's hundred fifty bucks. And you so, and you just hit on something that I didn't even mention, right? So like so the, so these people get they get they get paid to appear at the con, yes. right? But then yes, they can also sell their own shit, sign autographs, sell whatever merch they have, all and make money off of that also at the con. Exactly. Like and then know, she'll get paid more because she'll be like, you want me to do a a live version of Clown Cafe? And they're like, oh my god, you good? You yeah. Can? And she goes, yeah. How much can you pay me? Bro. And then they can say, oh, now we're having a thing and it's like it's it's insane dude i would i would fucking do handstands and a jock strap to like make the right. kind of money and these terrifier people fucking do like, that's what i was known for right. in a movie that's what i would do exactly like, but that's what i'm saying and terrifier 2 it's not like it made 300 million dollars no. but people still and she's like and the fact that she's able to do this full time and it's actually kind of cool you they usually pay for the flight you know what I mean so you're going around right. you get to see different cities you get to meet a bunch of people just being you totally and, anyway, <laughs> and and speaking speaking of which, wait, yeah. Hang on, I gotta I gotta find the thing that I that I sent to you. Okay, because in uh, the uh, the signing, where is it? On oh, oh Decem- Steve Cardenas. Yep, December second. Steve. It's like speaking of this kind of thing. December second, Steve Cardenas, the uh, second Red Ranger, Zio. Uh, Zero Ranger Three Blue Power Ranger uh, is going to be. He, at- wait, was he in Ones in Forever or no? Uh, he wasn't once and always, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. or yeah, he, he was the um, yeah because uh, 
Um, uh, I don't know. Austin St. John has got some like legal. Oh yeah, yeah. Troubles oh, so he was going in on. It, in it. He was. No, he was in it. He oh, was okay. the. He was the Red Ranger. Not like fucking in Adam, which was like on the screen for three. Right. Minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Because it, yeah, it was. It was interesting. Cause, you know, they have like the because Walter Jones was back right as the Black Ranger. So it's a whole you know thing, right? Which uh, there's a cannon fodder episode on that coming. Uh, but anyway, so today on flicking it, we're going to do a uh, like a new little thing, right? Where normally we talk about movies that we have both seen. Yes. Today which we're going to talk do. about. Right. We're also going to talk about things that movies that I've seen and Will hasn't and vice versa, movies that Will's seen and that I haven't. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of like convince me why I should see this movie. Right. But first, let's talk about uh, I want to talk about Saw first, yeah, the, because the... I have not seen I've seen Saw one. OK. I saw Saw two, like when it first came out many months ago, whenever ago. Right. And then have not seen any other Saw movies until Saw 10. So, but that actually works though, because so, Saw Ten yeah. is set between Saw One and Two. Bro, first of all, did you know that going into it though? No. Oh, yeah. No, Melissa told me. Yes, oh, okay, she, okay. she did mention that to me. But I <laughs> did not like, like it didn't feel like a Saw movie. Like, like right? the first half is. But like, that's what I'm saying. This one had plot. Yeah, it had acting. Right? I was like, what? going on yeah like what is happening here like it was just you know, i think they just wanted a true return to form okay so as a saw aficionado let me catch you up <laughs> so like one and two right you have three three four and five are pretty much connected six is like a little outside of it um seven which is saw 3d gordon comes back you know, i remember like, that yeah. gordon's been his like accomplice all the time and then you had uh just jigsaw which was eight um again that was like not really like it was kind of again oh you realize oh this all happened early whatever and then um nine which is spiral from the book of saw which again the person who was doing the traps was not jigsaw at all it was a copycat Mm -hmm. but it was i actually liked spiral so this one is like a really like going back into the lore of it yeah um of saw 10 and and where they placed it which i think was so interesting is like Going into Saw 10, once you realize it's between one and two, it's like watching it through a different lens. Because when you're watching like one, two, three in a row, whatever, it's like, wow, this guy's crazy. But like watching it again and being like, he's like going to the grocery store and he's just living his life. (laughs) The first game with Lawrence and Adam had already been done. Yeah. So and he's just like, yeah. I just killed him. It was just an interesting thing, like seeing him out and about, right? Because all the movies, he was like in his robe and all his right. He was just like living his life, and he's like, oh yeah, I just like had people in the bathroom locked up, whatever. Well, and then and it's like the the thing that I thought was cool about this movie was, um, I mean, again, yes, there was like actual acting and like a good plot overall. Um, I thought it was interesting because it was like he was like the hero. Of this movie, right? Right, and that's, you're... that's what I love about Saul is the morality of it. Yeah, because he says that's the whole point of Saul. He's like, listen, I wouldn't. You don't end up in these traps if you're a good person, right? Yeah, you're fucking up. I'm trying to help you, help you out. Um, but if you're a good person, you don't end up in a trap, right? And so you're like, oh, and that's what I love about Saul because it's like, well, is he a villain? I'm like, eh. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, like, he's kind of got a point, you know. Yeah, I mean, some of his traps are a little fucking ridiculous. Like, cut your eyeball out. Like, come on, but um. But yeah, I also thought, yeah, so the I realized, I was like, I don't think a lot of people are going to like it because it's slow. The first half is slow. See, that? I enjoyed it. I, no, no, I, I did it, too. Yeah. But, and I think that's why they added the eyeball trap to try to like amp it up in the beginning because right. without that, it's just talking for a Correct. Because even though he imagined it, right? right. You know, but it was still, thing. but it's funny because he used that in all the promotional images, yes. which I thought was so Everywhere. Smart. Which I, so so this was like one of the, the issues I had with the movie though was that. Again, I, and I have 
very little frame of reference. It's really just Saw 1 and what I right. barely remember of Saw 2. But, like, you know, the thing about Saw 1 was that it was, like, like the whole movie, right, was part of the trap, right? Yes. And in this one, it's, like, all right. Uh, it's very much two halves. Yeah, but it, but it's also, like, it, it, was, it, it felt like there was almost, like, the traps were built that they couldn't be survived, right? Because, like, it's, like... Every trap had a three-minute clock on it, and he's like, you know, it's like, it's like you have three minutes to cut a piece of your skull out while looking through a mirror and to like, putting you know, a piece of your brain out and, and putting cutting, in the right? enzyme and giving it enough time to dissolve. It's almost it like was it was a, a little... no-win situation for like any of them, It was right? only a, it was a win situation if like you were not scared. Right. Because like, like the brain trap could have worked, but you had to be like three minutes starts now and you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, so, yeah so, you got to go in right but, away. Like, but you have 30 seconds to be like, oh my God, oh my God, you didn't have time to even do that. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, like little... that bitch had to like cut her leg off like right away yes. you know like there was just no in between which was the kind of thing that made me think like it's like i was like oh this is kind of like it just felt a little right odd. but the way i'll explain that away is he's still early because, oh because, because this is early set on. after saw one that's that a good he only point. done one or two games that's a good so, point i mean again i i do i think that's how they wrote it no i think they right. just wrote it to be a little unwinnable but how I look at it in the lore is he was still super new and like it was like yeah mm, you know and you, and you could also look at it in the lore in the sense to the you know like you said right it's like if you're a good person you don't end up in those traps but it, at, at least so it's like hey I, listen I gave you three minutes you probably need four but I don't right. give a fuck but it's I also bad. feel like in this one too it's like it wasn't personal in the other movies most likely I don't know oh, but no, like no, 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 these people were very like you know oh, it was personal it's almost like he didn't want them to survive yeah. oh, no, like, he wanted to fuck them and up that's, I, and that's what I, I honestly really love the story because it was personal yeah right because like if you look at Saw 3 right I know you didn't see it so Saw 3 is um, Jigsaw is pretty much halfway dying he has um, there's, there's a, a couple and their son got killed. Right. Like in a, a horrible accident. So the whole movie is the, the father of the kid who died. And his traps are all people who are connected to his son's death. Right. So like there's the woman who didn't call 911 fast enough. There's the person who actually ran his son over. There's the judge that acquitted the guy who ran. Right. And nothing to do with Jigsaw. Until the end when you realize the the doctor that was taking care of him is his wife. Okay. Um, so that's like, ooh, little twist. But um. That was it. But again, it wasn't personal to Jigsaw himself or yeah. John Kramer, if you want to, you know, um, that's so that's what I loved about this. It's like he and it was it was so fucked up what happened to him. Um, the whole like, you know, he had his support group person like, I feel great. And he like, like, you see him like happy after his quote unquote procedure. Yeah. And he has this new lease on life. And there's just a weird Jigsaw we've never seen before, like this happy version right. of John Kramer. And then you realize when he got fucked over and you just see him like when he realizes he goes to the room and the like the camera spin and he's just like has his hands on his head like I've been fucked over. Like yep. and then he was like, How do you fuck me over though? I'm fucking Jigsaw though. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, do you know who you are fucking with? And then then all of a sudden he pulls his phone and he's like, Amanda, you need to yeah. book a flight he's to like, Mexico. Do you know who I am? No, but he realized and then Amanda came back, which I loved, although Shawnee. What was up with that fucking haircut? A haircut and listen, that face. Shawnee Smith had some work. Okay, thank you. Because I, I didn't want to like. 
No, but she looks dick, very different like, than the movies. And right, I think, she looks I think, so different. I, I think she just got some work done, which, yeah. you know what, we love that for her, but it was a little off-putting, and the fucking hair was... She looked like Zac Efron. The, like, the, the, the hair was not... Yeah. The hair was not hairing. Have you, have you seen the trailers for the new... Uh, oh, movie? with like the fucking... The Von Ehrlich brothers. Oh, like, God. She looks like fucking Zac Efron from The Iron yeah, Ring. Like, I, was, I was like, bro. Yeah. Um... So that was so that was the other question I had. Except this to me felt like a plot hole. Maybe I just missed it. Okay. So the whole thing was right. These people were not actually doing any surgery on him. Correct. Like didn't even cut into him at Correct. all. Right. So how does how did the one guy from the group, the black guy, yeah, have what looked like a scar all the way? Like was he just did part you, of it? Did or? you? Oh, you didn't stay for the the post credit scene. There's you? a fucking post credit scene in this movie? Okay. So. It's a fucking Saw movie. How was I, I supposed to know, know there was a post credit scene? So. Because that was the one big question I had. Because I was like, post, I was like, I'm going to explain it Okay, to tell you. me. Because I was really annoyed by it. Because everything else in the movie, like plot wise, really shored up like really nicely. But I'm like, wait a minute. That guy, like he was actually cut open. Like it wasn't like a fake scar. That's a lot. Like, I, I need to know. So, okay. So the post credit scene Shows his name was Mac, the, right. the black guy, and he's tied up. And Amanda and Jigsaw are there, and he is just like, he's like, John, what are you doing? He was just like, I want to play a game, and he puts something on his chest, and it's like four knives that like, like oscillate, and he goes, oh, he's like, what are you gonna do? Cut me? He goes, yeah, and he fucking goes and peels the scar off of the fucking guy. So he was in he, on he it. Like a, it was a prosthetic scar. Okay, see, okay, that, make, that makes me feel better because that was the one big like plot issue I had. I wish with they the didn't movie. do it as a post credit scene. I wish they did it like as like a like okay like the jumping ahead, but like he leaves the girl in like the the room, right, right, and then and then like literally. Then show him going after Mac right. to realize he was in on it, and then end the movie. Right, you, you you just have like a like a six months later thing, right? Like he's tracked him down, like and that's all. And it's like one quick yeah. scene, but okay. basically because he's shirtless and he goes because yeah. there's a big scar, and he and he takes it and he pulls it off, and you realize it was like applied, like right. it was a really good prosthetic. Prosthetic, but be, that's why it was a very good prosthetic because he was like the person to get people. Okay. In. That makes me feel better. And, then he, and so the knives are going like this and he was like, you have to like, you know, cut off your hand and, and right. Or the thing moves in, he doesn't cut off his hand and it's right. Yeah. That makes me feel better because that was the one big, like, like I said, the, the plot really like, Which I was, loved. I was tight. Like, Oh shit. Cause like I did like staying for the post credit scene. I'm like, Oh, I actually like that because that guy, like you liked him. You're like, wow, he did yeah. well too. And you're like, no, he was a fucking dick too. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. So yeah, so I, I, I liked Saw 10 overall for someone that had not really seen any of the other. The only part. Because I like Saw 1 a lot yeah. too. And then the I kind of lost did interest. That, the, one, the one plot hole was, okay, they John wakes up the next day after his quote unquote surgery. And she's like, okay, you're free, go. Okay. And he bandaged his head. So you're telling me he goes, leaves, takes the bandage off, sees no trace of an incision and says, oh, yeah, they definitely did surgery. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, there was <laughs> nothing on your head. And you're like, oh, I got to go back and thank them. Like, there wasn't an incision. There wasn't a suture. Yeah. That was the one part that I was like, he didn't go. Oh, Right. For someone there. that's so smart, you would yeah, think. Yeah, that like, was just yeah. weird for me. Yeah. Um. But um, so if we like, if we talk about the traps, the leg trap made me. Well, she had to cut off her leg. 
made me actually nauseous. Really? I, and I don't get queasy at all. Yeah. I think it's me because I know a lot medically. Right. And he's like, suck the bone marrow out. And I'm just sitting there like we were seeing the white yeah, uh, bone marrow isn't white, well, but it was fine. I mean, that was the thing with all these traps too, is that like the, in, in this, again, I haven't seen most of the other ones, but like in this one especially, right? Like, like half these people, once they started doing what they were doing, like wouldn't they have just like fucking passed out from like shock or like whatever? Like yes. wouldn't it have been mostly um, right? So for the leg trap, absolutely. Because right? she definitely cut into her femoral artery. She would have bled. That's right. the thing. She would have oh, bled out yeah, long yeah, before. Yeah, she had a tourniquet, but like. Right. Oh, come on now. It, yeah. But that a tourniquet to occlude your femoral artery has to be on a lot tighter than what she did. Yeah. So she would have died anyway. You need like a vice to fucking. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do with the brain. Come on. Like, because even if he did it and he got out of the trap. You still have your brain exposed. Yeah. There's, and he did, didn't use antiseptic. You're definitely getting at least meningitis. Right. Like horrible bacterial meningitis, if not something worse. Um, I did like the radiation trap. However, it doesn't work that quickly. It doesn't work that quickly, but that, that one to me was the most fucked up. Like that one, I don't know. I don't know why that one was the most fucked up to me. Cause, yeah, it was cause radiation like, does not work in seconds. Do people get radiation burns like that? Absolutely. Absolutely, but not but it's that not quickly. like, oh, you get it, boop, it's there. It right. takes like a day to come And out, also but. that was the one, too, that felt the most, like, I mean, listen, they were all flimsy in terms of whether or not you could survive, but like, like, is there really any guarantee like, like that you smash your hand and it's going to fall through, right? Like, because at that point you're not, it's not just like dislocating your shoulder or something like that. Like, yeah. you have to shatter into pieces yes. the bones in your hand in order for it to slip through that, you know? Exactly. Like, I was like, fucking come and then, on. And like, then also like, and so then that was that. And so the one part that was a little confusing, I, I'm still not 100% there, is that the blood trap, right? So she, um, the doctor girl, was attached to it, right? Oh, yeah. And so the way I understood it was it was always a trap for two people. And the second person was supposed to be her boyfriend. But then he also had a backup trap of, well, if they end up in the room, it's poisoned. No, 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 And no. so that's the part I was very confused about. No, no. So the way I understood that was that it was always his plan for uh, him to be on that blood trap. And oh. they would go into the room. But the person that was supposed to be on their side was supposed to be Amanda. That little girl was never supposed to oh, the be boy. there. Uh, the, boy, it was a boy. I'm sorry, not a girl. A oh, boy. so it was supposed to be him and Amanda right. on there, so not he, the boy. Right. Okay. So he had always predicted that it would be him. They would him. fuck him over. Right. And then him, they would put, throw him and Amanda on the blood trap. Correct. Um, which they could survive. Which they Right, because they knew what to do. So like they knew how to play the game with the handle and whatnot. You take some, I take some, blah, blah, blah. While we're getting all fucked up here. Then they're you're getting gassed. Yeah, because like oh, they're okay. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, because it was like he because he knew just how they would act, right? Like that to me was the most jigsawy of the yeah thing that he like, predicted. Right, yeah. he was like, oh, guess what? There's only one air hole, right? But the, and then uh, and the, but the thing is, also with that final trap, he like left her in the room. He didn't technically. So kill her. that was the one thing that I was surprised that he just left her there because, because it's the, like the gas is gonna dissipate eventually. The gas will dissipate eventually. And she, now, she already he already died, so she right. can just be in the hole for like until a the good gas hour dissipates. Yep, and then like, oh no, I'm burning. Okay, right, I'll just and it's eventually and then just dissipate. like break out the glass. Right, yeah, that one. I was I was really expecting there to be like. How you know, I, like like yeah. like he walks away and like presses a button and like a guillotine comes down. You know, like jobs. I guess are I, I, I guess like, how I view that is like, um, I was surprised he didn't kill her, 
But then I guess how I view it is like he probably like called the cops. It's like you might want to go to this warehouse. Right. And then guess who's the only one alive? And there's all these all these other people dead. Out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so then it, she's the one that takes the fall for yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, no, I I really liked it. I Same. thought it was a really like a good form. And I think also if they want to continue the saws, which again they've always played very fast and loose with the continuity. I think it showed that like okay, you know where your strength are which is which i always thought it was dumb that they literally killed jigsaw in movie three i'm like right. you could have gotten a few more movies before you killed them but it shows like listen there's a ton of prequels here you and again it could be self-contained because it didn't have to talk about you know what happened in three with uh, the character's name with jeff or donnie Wahlberg's character uh i forget what his office donnie Wahlberg was in a saw movie he was in Two or three of them. He was like a main. He was a main character. I didn't know. Like, I, I've only seen the first. Ah, that's awesome. Um, he was in two. He was his. I saw two once, oh, like okay. when it first um, came out. Yeah, he was in two and two at the end of three and four. Um, was his main one. So with that, um, I think it showed like, listen, you can do prequels and have it set. Oh yeah, it's between Saw one and two or two and right. three, and it's just a self-contained story. It doesn't have to be part of the bigger lore. It's like, right. Oh, this happened. Here's the game done. If you want to do it that way, yeah, make it self-contained instead of having this like, oh, you, this one was my accomplice, and then this happened, and this game actually happened right. six years ago, and then <laughs> it gets very complicated. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about talk to me. Oh God, I fucking <laughs> hated this movie. Really? I okay. hated it. All right. Um. I thought it was a waste of a good concept. Really? Okay. I will say I like the concept a lot. Um. I. I'm still a little confused with the lore because they played a little fast and loose with it. Um, they did. So when I'm, we're jumping ahead to the yeah. meat of it. The part that I didn't get, right? So the demons had the kid. and right. And she had a little bit more of a connection because she had touched the hand a little bit longer. Right. So then she, they're like, if you kill the kid, he's like, his spirit will be free. And then she decides to kill herself. And then yet the demons then leave the kid alone. And that's the part I don't get. Why? Because why would the demons just keep fucking with the kid and stealing his soul? Why did her dying make everyone leave and be happy? Yeah. So that was the one part of the movie that I didn't love. I had the same question. Um, and like for me, I think it just kind of boils down to it's probably like the demons just wanted a soul. I don't think they really cared who it was. Oh, okay. And they were like, because you know, she was almost like stronger and they didn't have, they had her right. hooks in her, but not all the way. Yeah. They had their hooks in him hard. Right. Which is because, and they made a point to say, well, because he's too young, we should have Because he's it. too young. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. I think it's like, which, which I think kind of like, they just played. wanted a soul and whoever gave it to them, they didn't care. Right. Exactly. But it was like, you know, again, I, I think the, I, okay, I, so what didn't you like? Let's start there. The, the, so, the main character, the the main girl, yeah. um, I fucking hated her. I thought she was really? I thought she was just like a really bad actress and like I didn't I like such a different I, Yeah, like I, <laughs> I like, actually loved her. <laughs> I just did not find her character to be like very engaging. She was just kinda like a she just seemed to me like a fucking idiot. Like, okay. like I didn't understand a lot of choices that she made, but like I got like I get annoyed when and this is one of those things where it's like 
one of the reasons why I don't like supernatural horror. Yeah. But the things that I, the elements of supernatural horror that I do like were completely non-existent in this movie. So one of the things I do like about supernatural horror is kind of to like your question before, right? Like I love when it's like, you know, because in most cases, right, it's the first time these people are experiencing this. So there's always kind of like a mystery to understand what it right. is and understand how it works and what it is and how it does. There was like none of that here, like very much to your question. It was just like we all just accept the fact that a bunch of these teenage kids, this one teenage kid and her his friend – has this fucking hand that possesses you with some demon shit, and we all do it to like get drunk and get high. Like nobody questions the supernatural element of it. It's See, so, like I, yeah. I get like the drug use allegory or whatever, well, even right? The allegory, but I think it's also realistic for me because it's very kind of like what we we had kind of touched on it with bodies, bodies, bodies. It's a very Gen Z horror movie where that's like, fair yeah where in that gen z doesn't take anything seriously right right it's very yeah there's cancel culture and stuff like that but like everything is just like you know everyone just takes it right so it's like whoa there's a hand and it does crazy shit cool let's put it on snap right and that's what the, <laughs> but it's not any further thinking than that because that's what gen z does they just accept it yeah right and so that's how i viewed it that's a that, good point i really thought about it that way because yeah gen z is fucking stupid they right and it's all about that. instagram and it's all about views and likes right. and who how many um how many views do you have on tiktok and that's really what it came down to it was like we don't get it but we're getting views right, and, we're, do it anyway. and we're popular. Right. So that that's all we care about. And then that was the people who had the hand and the people that wanted to come see it. They're like, I don't think it's real, but like, I might want to be in a video. Like, I want to see like, again, it's that like, well, I like that FOMO. Well, yeah. if everyone's doing it. I need to go to this party. I need to do it too. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how I viewed it like in a, uh, through a very Gen Z lens. Right. And that's like, um, so that's what I liked about it. I thought the uh, the makeup was beautiful. Oh, the practical effects were wonderful. Yeah, yeah no, that is so good. That I will say the practical effects, which I also really appreciated because I you don't especially see it. with yeah, you don't see it especially with with horror movies. I appreciate practical effects over uh, yeah. CGI. And I think or that like really comes down to the filmmaker. So I did a little research. Um, so the filmmakers, this is their feature. This is their first film. Oh, ever. really? Yes. Uh, so feature film debut, which for a feature film debut, I was gagged. yeah, go for that. Um, you want to know what their beginnings were? What YouTube? Fuck out of here! I, I will show. That's awesome. <laughs> I will show you their YouTube channel. It's called Racker Racker or yeah. whatever, and they just started making films, but they would do like crazy over the top like kills and yeah. action scenes and just in the fun for the backyard, and they got huge because they would spend the time on practical effects right. on doing stuff like that and they got a huge youtube following because of it and then they eventually you know like hey let's make a screenplay and now that they, they once they kind of stopped being teenagers and like really big like got the adult thing down and then they ended up selling talk to me and then that's how they made their first film debut that's fucking cool i love i love it, stories like that yeah so that's that's what the interesting part is um i did like the ending what was the ending again where she How, killed? Well, well, because she died and right. so she saw what everyone's doing and then she sees a light and so she starts going towards it and it's someone's hand and then when she puts the hand in, she realizes oh, that I, she is now that person. I did like that, that talk yeah. to me, let me in person. Right. Um, I think, yeah, I, I liked it. I definitely think that like the lore needed a little more. Yeah. But I get it because it's kind of like a 
indie small feature, and maybe if I think they are going to do a sequel, they can like, where does the hand come from? What is the writing on it? Right. How did it come to be? You well, because it's also like too, it's like why, like why did she have that connection, right? Because she was the one that kept on seeing like her mother and stuff. Well, and, like, because what she was held, special about be, her? Because she held on for way more than ninety seconds. Oh, because you held on for too long, right? So because remember they said sense. ninety yeah. seconds, and then. After the 90 seconds, they tried to take the hand and then she, right. like, she whoever pulled, was yeah. possessing her was like, no. And they were fighting. So she held on to the hand for a lot longer, right. which is how she was more connected to the demon. However, if you think about it, so she was really connected to it. But then like the next day, that's when the young kid got it. So the demons probably would have done to her what they did to the kid. But right. They wanted the kid because he was like more He's easier to more get. More delicious. Yeah. But then it, and then it also begs the question that like you said with the lore. It's like, is it? Is it just one demon that can tap into different dead souls to like? Is it a demon, do or, that? Is it, or is it just like? Are all the, these the, dead souls really just assholes? You know, like. <laughs> right, because when she saw the little girl at the hospital, and right. she's like, "I can show you what's happening," and you see him, and it's almost like this orgy of bodies, like swirling exactly yeah. over him. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was very interesting. Like I said, I, I, I really liked the concept. Just a lot of the execution, I just didn't. I, I thought, I thought the main actress was so bad. She just like I could not, and and the kid was fucking annoying too. Like I just like couldn't like <laughs> something kid. about the acting in this movie just like really okay. did not. I did maybe not enjoy. because they're um from New Zealand. Maybe you just don't like New Zealanders. Yeah, fuck those people. I guess I don't. I don't fucking <laughs> um, know. <laughs> I also with the, my the one scene I really liked and it was so fucked was uh, the fucking toes. The toe sucking scene. Oh, the toe sucking scene! I forgot about that. Where dude. like where she's like imagining like it was really creepy that fucking old woman and she's like sucking toes and she's like oh my god this woman and then realize it's fucking her. Yeah. Can you imagine? I know. And he like <laughs> and the guy wakes up and he's just she's just like and like it wasn't like a little lick. Yeah. She no, he, was. Oh yeah. Sucking them like her life depended on it and she had to pay the rent. Oh yeah. Like, no. He I was. was yeah, he was the, the it was it was the fucking Al from the Tootsie Pop commercials. Like, how many licks does it take to get yeah. to the fucking toe fungus? <laughs> oh man, that was yeah. Right, so opposite you, ends you, of the you, spectrum. You, you know there is you know there is a is a subreddit for like feet people that just has that scene. Oh my god, on, no. you know. <laughs> <laughs> play it again. 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 <laughs> oh uh, god. All right. So now let's talk about the movies that. We have seen not with each other. So you want to go first? Um, yeah. Let me just pull up my AMC A list. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, I saw. Okay, so we saw Blue Beetle. I saw the movie Strays. Oh my god, you actually saw that? Was it uh, good? Please tell uh, me it was good. I think you'll like it. I didn't. Yeah, because it's more your humor. I mean, it seems very like. What the fuck does that mean? More my humor. <laughs> It was just, you know, what, it, it, dick and fart jokes. Yes, <laughs> but it was very much like, um, almost kind of like, oh, we're twelve and mom's away, so now we just can say fucking shit <laughs> because mom's not here to yell at us. And so it was like, it was very much that. Um, there was also like a little animal cruelty, which I wasn't. Loving. Oh, really? Then I'm not gonna well, go see it. Well, because no, because the I whole can't, I can't like I can't you remember watch the trailer. That. He's like, oh, we play this game called fetch and fuck, and it's yeah. because he fetches because the guy doesn't want him. So really, the whole beginning of the movie is he wants he hates this dog and is like trying to literally abandon him at every oh, turn. Oh, so is it, is it just him running away? Then is that like no? And then at the end they kind of get their comeuppance, which is nice. But at the yeah. end of the day, the guy is a bat and he's right. running after is fucking it, dogs. Yeah, like, it's a little much. Uh, Oh, that's a bit much. Um, 
I saw Bottoms, which is like a like a raunchy teen sex comedy. Oh, I wanted to see that too. That was it. Let me tell you, none of the characters were like. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, the movie called it out because, like, one of the characters, she's like, "You've been a fucking monster from day one." And I'm like, "Yes, thank you for saying that because she's the main character of the movie, and and I'm not sure if I'm supposed to like her, but I liked her from the jump." (laughs) Um, The Nun Two was fine. Zero interest in that. Yeah, I know it was fine. They had some cool parts to it. The Nun was great. The demons were lovely. Um, the demons were lovely, but that it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't, didn't give me didn't what I wanted. For you. Um, a haunting in Venice. Ooh, okay. So, a haunting in Venice to catch you up. They've done two movies of this so far, and it was all based off Agatha Christie novels. So they did um, Murder on Orient Express, okay, Hercule Poe, and then they did <laughs> Death on the Nile, which was not that lovely. And so the Haunting in Venice is now the third one, directed by Kenneth Branagh, who is Hercule Poirot, right. based off, and I would say one of the stronger entries into the series because it's really uh, okay. Because basically, it's kind of like, oh, it's Halloween night. This girl was found, like they basically said, this girl committed suicide after like an illness, and her, um, she haunts the house, and they invite Hercule Poirot because like. Uh, Tina Fey is in it and she's a writer and she goes I think these people are fucking up or something maybe. Okay. and so they have like fucking um, like this seance person come in and it's basically him trying to debunk the supernatural the right. entire movie which I thought was really cool because there was very much like ghost you know the ghost adventures people coming in and trying to like debunk yeah like well, okay it's oh it's not haunting your furnace just needs servicing <laughs> um, it was very much like that but set in like the early 1900s. Okay. Um, so the set pieces were great. Um, we talked about Saw X. I saw Exorcist Believer. Exorcist Believer. The new Exorcist movie. Okay. Uh, it's it, it falls into the trap. I don't, and I think you might have noticed this with trailers. Trailers used to be literally like a little tease of what's to come. And I would say probably in the last, I'll say five years, a large majority of trailers that come out literally show the entire fucking movie in the trailer. And you know what else trailers do in the last five years that have like, I am so over this trend because we saw it again. Tonight yes. Oh yeah, we did <laughs> with a couple of the trailers, like two of the trailers for mm-hmm. before the Marvels. Um, oh God, they're, they're doing, and I, I don't even remember where this trend started, yeah. um, but it's recent. And I, now I feel like I hear it in every fucking movie trailer ever. And it drives me up a wall. They take a popular song. hit song, right, and they remix it and slow it down, and it's like played throughout the trailer, right? And it's for like for dramatic, dramatic effects, right? Like even like Guardians of the Galaxy three did it. Like Rocket Man, I think was the song. Oh yeah, they no, no, done. Yellow Brick Road. Yellow Brick Road, right? And it's like that's and I, I forget. I it, it drives me, makes me so and angry. This that one I, was what won't back down. Yeah, this won't back down. I I don't even remember what the the movie fucking was. It's the rowing but, movie. The rowing movie. Oh my god! Yes, it's a it's a fucking like. But again, true. The whole trailer showed it. It was like, yeah. oh, they're poor. We're not gonna win. And then it really shows them winning in yeah, the trailer. Like, and oh, like, what the fuck? This is like. I mean, we knew that was probably gonna happen. Right. But fuck me. I know. It's just like it. It's like stop, stop doing the slow down remixed songs in the trailers yeah. like please stop it's overplayed already enough 
Yeah. And God. so the thing with the Exorcist, like I, the trailer was amazing. Yeah. I was so hyped for the trailer. I remember I was like, Melissa, watch this trailer. And she watched it. She's like, oh my God, this looks so fucking good. That's because all the good parts were in the trailer. <laughs> um, the only <laughs> the only good part about The Exorcist was basically the, the one girl's mom dies. Yeah. Um, like died like when she was born. And um, right before she died, they like got blessed by something and blah, 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 blah. And so she like tries to invoke her mom and they invoke a spirit and it <laughs> possesses both of the girls. Oh, shit. Okay. And then, so it gets to the point, it's a, it's a little much like, there's this very heavy-handed storyline of, like, we all come together because, like, the, there's it's a white girl and a black girl. <laughs> the white girl is, like, Catholic, and then the black family is Christian. Right. And then it gets to the point that they realize they're both possessed, and they go, okay, what are we going to do? They go, we got to, like, perform an exorcism, which is a Catholic thing, right? right? Not a Christian thing. So then the Catholic family is like, oh, I don't know about this. So then it becomes this thing of they then get everybody in it. So they get the Catholic priest. They get the pastor from the Christian. They get, (laughs) like, a witch root, like, earthy kind of person who's, like, Let's mix herbs to get them out. And then like another like Pentecostal non-denominational. And like they're like, we all have to work together to get the demons out. So it's like this weird team of like, this one's praying to Mary. This one's praying to Jesus. This one's pouring (laughs) salt in circles. And it was kind of like this very like heavy handed. Like if we all work together, we all get like something. It was very odd. And then the only, the one, the one good part about the movie. Was because I love a demon that fucks with people. It's my favorite type of demon because <laughs> yeah. that's how demons actually are. They're not just like evil for like they want they want to fuck with you. So the demons talk in tongues, like or talk as both the girls. They go, the families must choose, choose which girl dies, and then we'll kill that one, um, and then the other girl just gets to live. Again. Because they're, the girls are literally chained yeah, together yeah. and both families are there. And he's like, okay, choose which one of your daughter's dies. Oh, shit. And so they're like, oh, my God, no, no, we got it. Let's find a different it's way. It's like that cabin in the the cabin at the end of the, the uh, fuck. Cabin in the woods. Thank you. And so it's very much like, I was like, oh, okay. And then so they're like, well, listen, we're not going to say anything. Like, let's figure this out. And then the white girl, um, her dad's a little weak piece of shit. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes. Save our daughter, sacrifice the other one. I'm choosing. Oh, shit. And he, the the other father is like, are you fucking kidding me? You just killed my daughter. Yeah. I can't believe this. So then anyway, the white girl starts floating and the demons go, um, by the way, um, we tricked you. We're actually killing this one instead. Boom. And kills. Though, like, because it's like, oh, like they basically tried to like, the demons tried to have this like moral moment. It's like, you really were going to kill somebody else. So because of that, we're punishing you. We're killing your daughter instead because you decided to say some shit. Boom. And they (laughs) actually do kill. Like the daughter actually dies. Oh, shit. I did not expect that to happen. Yeah. So then the white girl dies. Yeah. And then the other girl is like, okay, demon's like, okay, we're going to die. Bye. And she just gets unpossessed and everything's fine. (laughs) And then the other family has to deal with that their daughter died because he decided to say something. Oh, and that movie ends. Oh, wow. That's one good part of the movie. Divorce. Yes. Um, um, I think that was it. Yeah. So, okay. So I have seen the, the two movies that I want to talk about. Um, Halloween related. Okay. Uh, 
poo, blood, and honey. Yes. Dude, I am. So I remember. It wasn't even good as a slasher, though. Dude. I think only like four people died in it. Yeah, like, so there's not a big body. Well, actually, that's not true. There is a big body count, but it's not in the same way that you would expect, right? Yeah. So, so first of all, okay, the there's so many things I love about this movie. It is such B, it's like B-horror at its finest. Well, I think it's because they made it. They they, they went into it like, this is going to be a B-horror. Oh, no, they It wasn't knew. like yes. they were, like, trying to make some cinema masterpiece. Dude, so right off the bat, right, is... They so the entire movie, right? I'm watching it with Melissa and we're trying to think like we're like, okay, like is are like the poo and the piglet because they're the main murders, right? Like like are are they actually supposed to be like a real pig person people, or are they just a real person with a right, mask? Right, with like on. a mask on, right? And and it's like it's like no 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 by by the end of the movie we're like, no no no, this is meant to be like Winnie the Pooh and Piglet, right? But when you watch them, it's literally just a dude. Like, like in the in the, the context of the movie, it's just a big dude with like a fucking rubber mask on. Yes. Like, and like not from the mask looks good, but he's got like regular ass hands, you know. Like, and it's like just, you couldn't just put a fuzzy glove on him, bro. You know? So the whole plot of this movie, and honestly, like the the plot is like kind of ge- like the the impetus for the plot is like kind of genius, right? So we all know the story of Winnie the Pooh, right? And like Piglet and Tigger and Eeyore and all this yeah, shit, yeah. right? And if they live in this magical fucking forest or whatever, and Christopher Robbins kind of like takes care of them, you know, right? So the story starts, the movie starts with like telling the backstory of how when Christopher Robbins got old enough, he leaves the magical forest, right. whatever the fuck it's called, 100 right? Hundred Acre Woods. Hundred Acre Woods, thank you. And apparently, like, like they all relied on him to like survive. So when he left, they started to like starve essentially. And then didn't they eat Eeyore? They eat Eeyore. So they, this is their villain origin story. Like they're they're starving to death. So they turn to cannibalism. But they they're in the e- woods. And don't they? they can, irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yeah, I, like completely irrelevant. They eat Eeyore, right? And the movie starts with Christopher Robin, who's now an adult, bringing back his like fiance to be like. Oh, can't wait for you to meet my old childhood friend, this this magical bear and his little pig friend and this magical tiger, right? And they come in and like like the Hundred Acre Woods is like it's like a post apocalyptic, right? It's, right? it's like it's like what's going on? He's like I don't I don't understand. And then just like Piglet and, and Piglet and Pooh, they're like six eight, like yes. these monsters like show up and they just they like, ate Eeyore and like grew six feet. Yeah, the first the opening scene of the movie is Chris. Christopher Robin and his fiance just dying, just getting murdered. <laughs> and then like you fast forward and it's like people like on like they're like Airbnb in this like fucking cabin and Pooh and Piglet are just murdering people left and right. Yep. And then they start to kind of figure out what's going on and they kind of fight back a little bit. They end up, they actually end up getting Piglet, right? But then <laughs> the most random scene of the fucking movie, um, like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Chris Robbins doesn't die. He's, he's like, held captive and, like, yeah. sauced out. The most random scene of the fucking movie, like, the body count, right? I guess, like, somewhere along the line, they thought the body count wasn't high enough. So when you think, like, they're trying, they're escaping at the end, this, like, pickup truck of, like, hillbillies just, like, shows up in the woods or whatever, and they're just, like, you know, but they're, like, the good hillbillies. They're, like, yes. you know, they're, 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 like, they're, like, oh, somebody bothering you, and then it's, like, oh, it's this giant fucking puma. It's, like, oh, we're gonna fuck this guy up, right? And they, of course, have, like, a bunch of weapons in the bed of their pickup <laughs> truck. Then there's, like, five of them, right? And they've all got these weapons, 
and they surround uh, Pooh. It was, it was very much like the ambush scene at, in Halloween ends. Yes. No, no Halloween kills. The Halloween kills, one. right. Where the he second. kills all the firefighters. Yeah. Dude. And then like then like Winnie the Pooh monster turns into like John Wick and it's just like a legit fight scene and he's just like ripping people in half and it's like and then everybody dies at the end mm-hmm. and then Pooh just like and I'm like what the so fuck? I, I have an interesting <laughs> thing about the production of this movie, which was actually kind of genius. So what happened with this movie is they obviously had zero budget, right? right. So what was interesting about this was as they were filming, they like had some promotional images, and I don't know who said they're like, "Hey, let's just like try to start drumming up interest in the movie." So then they release like the first images of Pooh and Piglet, right? Yeah, and saying, "Oh, this movie is being filmed," right? Just like as a way to drum up interest because it's public domain. It got so much traction; they were still filming got so much traction that the studio then gave them more money <laughs> mid-production and that's why you had that hillbilly scene and that's why you had the car on fire scene at the end oh that's because, so good because i was like because if you notice the first half is a little simple and right like, wait now we have this huge fight scene now we have cars on fire it's because the the studio said here's more money we're getting really good feedback make this movie legit bro it and was that's why so you had those good. scenes yes because um because of just viral marketing dude i mean that like good i'm glad because like the scene are they doing another one i think oh yeah they, they totally are like a tigger is gonna come apparently he's gonna be Tigger's like revenge, yeah. yeah oh dude it's gonna be so good um the other movie I saw, which I think you would actually like, like it was also, I don't know, like very much like B horror, but still kind of good. It was like Melissa found it on Netflix, and it was just like a record, like a horror recommendation. It's called The Conference. Um, Conference. Yeah, okay. but it's like it's like a Swedish horror movie, right? It's like not no, made in the, like in the U.S. Movie. Right? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Anything fucking blonde hair, blue eyed assholes. <laughs> um, was it in like was it in English or no? Uh, you know, I'm honestly, I'm, I, I think we watched it dubbed. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't remember to be perfectly honest with you. Sometimes it's just easier. Yeah, we like watched it one. I, I was like, I was, I was like half drunk and like high. Probably was like hanging out, but like it was. <laughs> so the whole concept was, it was, um, uh, like a group of people on that worked for a company. They were on this like corporate retreat, like the kind of bullshit that like corporate companies try to do, to, like you know, team building exercise, right, right, right. like all this nonsense. Um, but this whole story revolves around it. It's like a, they're they're like they work for like a property developer kind of thing, and it's like the they're trying to develop this like new mall space or whatever, and like forcing people out of their homes. And like mm. the the son of the guy that owned a farm that killed himself, like he's the killer, right? But he's wearing this like it's also a slasher, right? It's like a slasher, Sick. and he's and the the killer's wearing this like it, it looks like a like a Jack in the Box head, like the the burger store, like Jack in the Box, <laughs> right? Like that's the helmet that he's wearing. And it just has like like the most ridiculous kills in it, like in a good way, like in a good way, like 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 one like this one like fat bitch gets like tied up and like drug up a flagpole, like like that's how she dies. Like there's just like have so you many... ever seen any of the Hatchet movies? No, but I want to. Oh, God. <laughs> so Hatchet is it's a slasher set in like the Louisiana Bayou, yeah, and it's of uh, his name is Victor Crowley. It's like some guy who's like really horribly malformed, and then like people who do swamp tours he'll like cut he'll like like damage the boat and then they got to get out of the boat and he starts like um just 
like fucking people up. Yeah. And it's known for like its death scenes because like it doesn't make any sense. Like they're in the Louisiana, yeah. like Louisiana Bayou and like some girl's like running and she hides under in like the middle of the woods is like a tool table <laughs> and she's hiding under and there just happens to be a belt sander there and he grabs her and her face meets the belt sander in the middle of the woods with no power. Dude, like you that's know? like, listen, like there are, when you're making, in order to make a good B horror movie, especially a B horror movie slasher, the, the one thing you need more than anything else, probably are over the top makes no sense. Ridiculous death scenes. Yes. Like, like that's what makes gets, it. Cause like if everyone just gets stabbed, then it's just okay. This then it's just a regular boring. horror movie, right? Because if you look at like look with at, bad acting, right? It all depends on balance, right? Because if you look at Scream, everyone gets stabbed, right? Yeah, but it's the meta ness, right. it's the character, and there's good acting, it's, it's a good story, scenes, right. right? So that's that part of slasher. But then you have if you want crazy death scenes, then the story can suffer a little bit, right? If the death scenes are really cool, yeah, exactly. Because because the, the moment, yeah, the moment you get into making the kill scenes boring, then you're just watching. A, a horror movie with bad acting and then you're just like I'm not interested anymore exactly. <laughs> oh god um, well uh, listen we are there's more stuff that I've seen we're gonna do an episode we're gonna do TV shows because I know you haven't watched Gen V yet and, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, and I'm gonna I'm watching. Well, now that now that I know, I can watch it without knowing all the episodes of the. Yes, boys. you should totally watch it because yeah, like I like, heard it's better than the boys. That's what I've heard. Like to be honest, they basically I, said it's what like R-rated X-Men. Yeah, it's. I haven't watched the the finale yet, but like, so I can't say for certain that it's better than the boys. But at the very least, I would say it's as good as like it's really fucking good yeah um and i'm re-watching season one of invincible right now to get into season two have you watched invincible yet yes um, i'm gonna watch we gotta watch season two we gotta talk about that um and then like loki we'll talk about and uh i can't wait so we made a deal in the movie theater tonight yes let's made talk a deal about in the movie theater deal. tonight i mean it's 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 gonna be a couple months before it pays yes out. but it, it, it'll pan out eventually so we made a so, deal that if um if I go with Will and Melissa to see the Mean Girls musical movie, movie. Um, Will will come with me to see Aquaman 2 so we can podcast about it. I mean, dude, it the mo- it like, looks so bad. It I, looks so bad. It looks so bad, but it looks exactly... I just realized, too... It looks like the same as the first one. Yeah, because even to the point, like, all underwater, oh, we got to go somewhere in the desert for yeah. half a minute right? and then come back. It's the same thing. And then a big... I know. I look, they have to go into the desert for the trident. He's going to the desert for his brother. It's I know. Absolutely, I just don't understand, like, DC's like, yes, here, take all this money. Here's the same story. I mean... There's so much... Like, I'm not a huge Aquaman fan. Yeah. But I know he has more than one villain. Mm-hmm. And I know he has so many stories and so many... Like... You know, not, they could do their own version of Namor. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many other characters that they could explore. So many other villains. I mean, that's like, the, that's the problem with the that's the problem DC has had from the very beginning. They've picked their their villains and their stories based on what is the most I would say not even most popular. I would just say the most recognizable, which is why Doomsday showed up out of fucking nowhere right. in like the second movie in this fledgling universe, which made no sense, they didn't even right? Speak, they didn't even like, speak. Yeah. yeah, like they they just they're, they're just they taking what idiot. yeah they're they're just taking what they think people are going to like without doing 
any research for the source material. But it doesn't matter because, listen, we all know that Aquaman is the last uh, the the last dying part of a of a dying universe, right? It's the last time we're gonna see yeah. um, any of these characters. Yeah, I just, I just, DC is not it, and I was like, yeah. I, I get it why they want to start with like Superman, but right. I don't give a fuck about Superman, and I get it. Oh, James Gunn, I'm like, I think James Gunn's great. I'm not denying that, but like, out of all the films to start with, why wouldn't you want to maybe upend expectations and do something different? Like yeah. start it with Swamp Thing, or would it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I there's been listen, 75 it's... Superman movies, yeah. and guess what? His power set's always the same. We already know Lois Lane's gonna be like, it, like how much more different can you really make it? From the other Superman movies, and it's and it's tough because Superman is Superman is and always will be a boring character. Right, he right. It's is. almost it's, well, it's kind of like what we were just talking about, Captain Marvel. He's right. OP, exactly. So how do you make him interesting? Right, you know. Honestly, the only and it's it's for me, it's stupid to make a soup to make any other Superman specific properties when shows like Superman and Lois exist because Superman and Lois does superman correctly it's one of the yeah from what i've heard i haven't watched i've watched i've seen like clips here and there yeah but um i've heard it's actually quite good it's very good it's one of the few things like since honestly the christopher reeve days but i think it's also because it's not just about superman like it's really about lois it's about his kids a lot like it's not just like it's everyone has like kind of an equal role it's not just superman and everyone's and that's why it's good because it's like it you 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 sometimes the show is good because you forget how invulnerable and OP Superman is because he has to deal with so many other things around him. It's like the things around him are kind of what makes him vulnerable, which right, is like, like his good. children, right? You know? His children, Lois, right? Like like the things he cares about, right? Because like in a, in a one on one fight, like you're never gonna fucking lose. And they, right, but I know like one of the storylines is like his son starts to get powers and doesn't know how to control them, and yep. now he's like, "Fuck, I gotta like do all this damage." That's control. why it's good, right? And that's why DC did it so wrong because you had none of that in DC, and he's just this overpowered fucking mongoloid flying around at contributing nothing to the story. Like it's just, you know, so, but anyway, um, so yeah, so we got a lot of fun stuff coming up through now and the end of the year. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll do a Christmas episode too. Um, yeah, why not? Uh, but, uh, yeah, this has been fucking great as always. Yes. Um, we'll see you guys in the next episode. I'm Matt. I'm Will. And this is flicking it. it.